Welcome to the Emily the Mystic Show. You're about to walk through a portal that leads to all things mystical, magical, spiritual, and supernatural. I'm your host, Emily. I'm a spiritual mentor and Akashic Records practitioner and teacher, an intuition development coach, and a galactic channeler. If you're an old soul on a self-discovery and healing journey, you are in the right place. We'll be diving in deep to some of my favorite mystical topics, including manifestation, past lives, the spirit world, energy, and so much more. Get ready to embrace your inner mystic and live your most authentic life possible. The portal is now open. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Emily the Mystic Show. You have just entered into a portal (laughs) that is the Emily the Mystic podcast. And I am so excited for this first ever episode of this incredible podcast that I have been working on and have been wanting to bring this magic to you for some time now. It's so funny because at the beginning of this year in 2023, my birthday is in February, so it's at the beginning of the year. And my parents gave me this birthday card that said, you know, something to the effect of, beautiful daughter, you're so positive and wonderful and we love you. And then I opened the card and on the inside of the card, it said, you should have your own podcast. And I laughed quietly to myself because I knew, I knew that that was a sign from the universe that it was time to start working on this incredible podcast. And it has taken me some time just to really sit with where I wanted this show to go, what I wanted to focus on, what I wanted the vibe to be, what I wanted the energy to represent. And I hope that this podcast is a light for you. I hope that it brings a smile to your face. I hope it brings some joy to your day. And I hope you learn something really profound about yourself, about your spiritual nature, your gifts, your soul, what I like to tell people that I do for a living is that I study the soul. (laughs) And so if you have been on a deep soul journey, maybe it's just begun or maybe you've been on a soul journey for some time now, I hope this podcast helps you really discover who you are And I hope that it encourages you to lead a life that feels very authentic to you and to who you are, who you're becoming, and to lead the way for you so that I can lead by example and helping you do just that. Now, if you're new here, if you have never experienced me, my work, everything that I do, I would love to just share a brief intro about who I am. You heard a little bit about me in the podcast introduction, but so that you can get to know me a little bit better. So of course, my name is Emily. My full name is Emily Logan Lewis, and I live in the wonderful city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I am a spiritual business owner full-time. This is my life's work. It is my purpose, and I am very blessed that I get to do this for a living and make a full-time income for myself doing this. And as a spiritual business owner, 
I really focus my work and my energy on helping you understand yourself better, understand your soul, and to help you to heal, perhaps from what you've been through in this lifetime, perhaps what you've been through in other lifetimes, but to give you a more profound perspective, a higher perspective on just who you are and who you came here to be, what you came here to do, and to help give you more insight into what's unfolding for you in this journey. That's why I see this podcast as such a portal because really it opens up a whole portal for you into another world, into another realm. I hope that this podcast bridges the gap between the physical and the spiritual and also helps give you a place, a safe place to land, a safe place of discovery, a safe place of creativity, a safe place of maybe even deep inner work that you're being called to do. And so that's a little bit about me. I went to school here. I went to Temple University, graduated with a degree in business marketing. And so my life (laughs) has not fully been a spiritual one, although you and I both know we're multidimensional beings, right? And so I have had a whole other slew of experiences and life lessons and things along my journey that are very different than what I do now, but every single moment has led me to where I am today. I like to call it following the breadcrumbs. There have been breadcrumbs throughout my whole life that have led me to this exact moment in time. So many things along the journey that now that I can look back with time and perspective, I can see that the puzzle pieces were there all along to me leading a very authentic, very soul-led life. And so I can't wait to share some deeper details of that story with you today. Perhaps you'll see pieces of yourself and my story. Perhaps you'll relate to some things that I share, or perhaps it'll be something new to you, something you've never encountered before. But regardless, I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy what comes through. So let's chat about my journey. I always get asked, (laughs) Emily, when you were a child, did you have spiritual experiences when you were growing up? And I think that there is this notion out there, especially in the media and TV shows and movies, that many of us who claim to be intuitive or claim to be psychic, that we grew up having these like really wild spiritual experiences, grew up seeing ghosts at the foot of our bed, or were able to see the future or predict things in dreams from a very young age. And quite honestly, my childhood was not like that. I had a very normal childhood. However, I was very interested in spirituality from a very, very, very young age, which to me, looking back with time, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) how was a nine-year-old child reading books about astrology and reading books about the chakras and reading books about numerology and manifestation? How is that even possible? But of course, you and I know that it's possible. Maybe your kids are already interested in spirituality as well. So for me, I developed those interests very, very early on. 
I remember reading. I was a big reader as a kid. I remember just reading as many books as I possibly could about those spiritual topics that I just mentioned. And I would go to Barnes and Noble and the library with my mom. You guys know those when bookstores were a thing. I miss those days. And I would go and just sit in the New Age section of the library and just read about and enjoy all of these books about spiritual topics. And my mom was just kind enough to buy those books for me, even if she didn't fully understand why I was so interested in them or what the reason was for why I wanted those books in the first place. And I also, during that time, When I was like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, I was also really fascinated with mystical creatures. I loved fairies. I would play with the fairies in my backyard. I would read books about them. I do have memories of physically seeing a fairy or two during my childhood. And one of my dear childhood friends and I, we would write letters to the fairies I really believed in magic from a very young age. That has always, always, always been a huge part of my life is magic. Believing in Santa Claus, believing in unicorns, believing in dragons, believing in mermaids and all of these fantastical creatures. And now as an adult, it is just so incredible to me because I know that those beings are real. Energetically, they are real. They really do exist. And coming to that awareness now on my spiritual path, it's just so interesting to me to see how my inner child knew. (laughs) She knew all along what was real and always, always, always had that innate sense and understanding of magic. Now, the other interesting thing about my childhood experience, so I grew up in a small town in central Pennsylvania, specifically Mechanicsburg, which is outside of the Harrisburg area. And I attended Catholic school for my whole life, went to Catholic school from kindergarten through 12th grade. I kid you not, every single year, (laughs) grade school through middle school, through high school, all of it, and wore a uniform for most of that time. And Catholic school was you know, (laughs) Catholic school is Catholic school. It was a very interesting experience for me. I will say that I did struggle as a kid with kind of understanding my internal innate beliefs about a God who loves us, about being connected to something bigger than myself, about feeling so loved by a greater power, a higher power, but then not quite understanding when I would go to school and be taught that I inherently had this sinful quality about me and that God would punish me if I was bad and that I have to do everything to prevent myself from sinning and doing bad things. It just didn't make sense to me because what I knew internally was this love, this divine love that I felt in every every cell of my being, even from a very young age. I've always been connected to a higher power. And so Catholic school was tough for me at times because I didn't always felt like I fit in. 
especially wearing a uniform, you're not able to express yourself and your creativity. And I struggled with that. I would have loved to have worn a t-shirt with a glittery unicorn on it and brightly colored leggings and a pretty sparkly jacket and colorful bright shoes, but I had to wear plaid (laughs) and, and darker colors. And so in some ways, my creativity was sort of cast aside or pushed aside in order to kind of follow the school and the beliefs and everybody else. I also just felt, I have always sort of had this sense since I was very young that I've always been an old soul and have always kind of struggled to find my footing in terms of friendship groups. I had wonderful friends as a small child, but also in group settings, couldn't really figure out why I always felt like the odd one out and why I always felt like I was on the outside looking in, as many of us do. And just kind of like the sense of why do I feel like I'm so much older or wiser or more mature than where I am, than the kids that I'm surrounded by. Not that I saw myself as better than or more perfect than anybody else. That wasn't the case, but just like the sense that I was different and I couldn't quite figure out why and I couldn't quite figure out kind of my place. And I remember really just finding my home in spirituality, finding my home in coming home from school and watching early 2000s talk shows with my mom. We would watch Oprah and we would watch Dr. Phil and they would have on psychics and mediums like Sylvia Brown and John Edward. And I would just be so enthralled by these people who had this ability to connect to the other side. And I remember watching TV and at the time there was this show on that was called psychic kids. And I remember wanting so desperately for somebody to come knock on my door and be like, hey, do you want to be on the show? You're a psychic kid. I wanted to have these powerful gifts. I wanted to have this like innate ability to connect to loved ones on the other side and everything I saw on TV. And of course, no one came to my door, right? No one was there to tell me that I had these powerful gifts within me. And what's really interesting, and this is a this is something we'll get in more deeply throughout the podcast itself, but for me, my main psychic and spiritual gift is not clairvoyance. Clairvoyance is the gift of psychic sight, so being able to see things both with your physical eyes and also internally in your mind's eye. But my main psychic gift has always been clairaudience, which is clear hearing, being able to hear potentially with your physical ears, but mostly with your inner ear, your inner mind. Throughout my whole life, I have always had this sort of running inner dialogue where I talk to myself, I have conversations with myself. And as a kid, I had these very, very vivid connections, relationships, conversations with who I thought and who was I taught, was taught to believe were imaginary friends. 
all of these imaginary friends had vivid personalities and names. And now I realize looking back, now that I know my clear audience, now that I know I received the voice of spirit in my head, now I know that I was having conversations with guides and angels from a very, very, very young age, which is fascinating to me. And maybe your gifts are similar. Maybe you didn't grow up seeing ghosts or having prophetic dreams, but you did have conversations in your bedroom with little fairy friends or angelic friends who made you feel better and who helped you and who inspired you, right, and gave you courage even as a kid. And it took me into my adult life to really rediscover my gifts and learn how to use them and work with mentors and teachers to help me understand them better and help me figure out how to work with them in a way to connect with the spirit world in both a safe practice, but also in a practice that could really just help me connect more deeply. So I'm skipping a few pieces here, but what's really important for you to know about my high school years and my college years was that I really pushed aside my spirituality in order to fit in, as we often do. When I started my first year at high school, so we go in my town with the way the Catholic schools are set up, you go from a very, very tiny Catholic middle school slash grade school where you have like 30 kids a class into a Catholic high school where there were 100 kids in a total class, of course, split up into smaller classes within that. But each grade was about 100 kids. And so that was big. I know for you, that may sound small, but for me, that was a lot bigger. And so entering, being this small fish in a big pond, I really wanted to impress people. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be seen as cool as teenagers do, right? And so I kind of continued my spiritual things in secret. I have to this day found in my desk at home in my parents' house. I have found old manifestation lists, new moon, full moon rituals, journal things that I've done from high school, from those later years in terms of my teenage years. But I don't remember doing that with friends. I don't remember talking to other people about them. They were things that I truly did in secret. And so because I really just wanted to be seen as normal, I really just didn't pursue spirituality at all. And when I went off to college, again, wanted to continue just being a normal kid, fitting in with everybody else. I went to Temple University, which is here in Philadelphia. It's a big, big, big public state college here in the state of Pennsylvania. And Again, a huge school with so many students. I just wanted to fit in. I didn't want to seem like the weird one out. I joined a sorority and I decided to pursue a degree in business and marketing. When I was in high school, my favorite classes were art classes. And I wanted to pursue something creative as a college student, but also with a very practical lens, something that would help me find a job after. I graduated from college, and I am so grateful that my parents, specifically my dad, really gave me that skill set of, yes, approaching life through creativity, but also approaching life through the lens of how can we make sure that 
we are secure and safe and stable and responsible financially. And pursuing this degree in business really helped me do that and was a gift for me at that time. I mean, this is my journey. This may not be your journey, but for me, I am glad that I didn't pursue a career in art because I don't think I would have gotten exactly where I am today without my college studies and learning about business and learning how to run a business. That has been such a foundation for my work now as an entrepreneur. And I remember as a college student at the time, Yes, I was studying business, and my sort of door into spirituality then was through yoga. So I was taking yoga classes for fun, and I was also taking some credit-based yoga classes that I could actually get credit for from my university. And in those yoga classes, I really kind of started getting back into spirituality again, relearning about some of my favorite things from the spirit world. And I remember in my senior year, I wrote a paper for my senior like project about what I wanted to do later in life after I graduated. And you know what I wrote? I wrote that I wanted to own my own business, specifically a yoga business, but a spiritually inspired business nonetheless, which is so cool to me looking back at those moments. And so I went on from college. I graduated with a job right out of college in the corporate world as a fashion buyer. I have always been a very high-achieving, ambitious person. I don't take any opportunities for granted, and I take every opportunity I can get my hands on. And so I was very, very, very pushy towards myself and ambitious towards my own goals. And at the time, my goal was to work in the corporate world because, you know, we're told that that's the best way to make a living and to be able to fit into our society and to set yourself up for success. So I got this very cool job right out of college in the fashion industry, working as a fashion buyer for a major retail company. Buyers are the people who bring the merchandise and the products to the stores that you see whenever you go shopping. I was also obsessed with shopping at that time of my life, as I still am. And it was a very cool way for me to practice that creativity that I loved and had always loved throughout my life and bring it into a more practical place. And so in this corporate job, I was commuting to New Jersey three days out of the week, and I was traveling to New York City twice a week on the train at 5 a.m. <laughs> and it was a very exhausting lifestyle to this day. I don't know how I did it. I don't know how I managed other than I was very burnt out. I was very disconnected from my body. I was hyped up on caffeine. I was not sleeping. I was constantly anxious. I would wake up towards the end of my time there at that job. I would wake up in the middle of the night with a racing heart and panic complete panic and fear and had no idea where that was coming from and just figured there was something wrong with my heart. <laughs> and I didn't think it could be anything else other than a panic disorder or an anxiety disorder or a heart condition, right? Little did I know that coming into my spiritual purpose, stepping into being an entrepreneur, 
living a life more authentic to me would actually make most of those symptoms disappear and go away completely. But anyway, during my corporate time, I was looking for outlets for my stress, my anxiety. And so I really turned to health and fitness to help me to push through the heaviness that I was feeling from my job. And so I really fell in love with working with the body and training the body. And my safe place was the gym. At that time, I would wake up really early in the morning. On the days when I wasn't going to New York, I would wake up at five and I would get to the gym by six and I would work out for an hour and a half. And then I would be in my car driving to work by 8.15 a.m. And that lifestyle was wild. I was, again, so burnt out. Yes, I was working with my body, but I was pushing it to the limit. I was sore all the time. And I just didn't know what the next steps were for me. I remember having conversations with my manager at this corporate job and she asking me, what do you want to do next? Like, what what are your goals? What's your vision for yourself? And at the time, I had no idea. And I loved this manager, by the way. I was very honest with her and I said, I am so grateful for this job, but I don't know truly if I can see myself here as a manager working my way up to some of the higher levels. And she was very receptive of that. I did eventually get promoted at this job. And that promotion, although an exciting day, it really pushed me out (laughs) of, of this job. I was given so many roles that, as we all know, with a lot of a lot of the time with corporate jobs, we're often overworked and underpaid for our efforts. And I was doing the role of multiple people for one specific job title. Again, burnt out, exhausted, overwhelmed all of the time. And what happened? Well, at the beginning of 2020, before the world shut down, I decided to pursue a a certification in personal training. I would go to the gym and I would see those personal trainers who were training their coaching clients and think to myself, I wish that could be me. I just want to work with people. I want a more flexible lifestyle. I don't want to be driving to a company 45 minutes away anymore. I want to do something that's fun and that makes me feel passionate again. And so I decided to get a personal training certification. I also invested in my first business coach because at the time, I was seeing a lot of influencers having success with doing fitness coaching online. There are still so many influencers who have success with that. And so I thought for me that that would be my next job after my corporate role. And then guess what happened? The pandemic hit in March of 2020. The world shut down. I started working from home, which was a game changer for me. I all of a sudden had all of this time to work on my personal training, studying, to start a social media account, to start a business. And my personal self really started to flourish. I started to find joy again. I started to feel connected to myself again. I started to find meaning in my work again. And during the pandemic, I started listening to podcasts like the one you're listening to now. So this is a total full circle moment for me. I started listening to podcasts like this one about spirituality, and it was like a light switch. 
and I'm snapping my fingers as I say that. It was like a light switch flicked on for me. All of a sudden, all of these memories from my childhood started rushing back in. And I, during one of those podcast episodes, literally ran home. (laughs) I pivoted on my heel and I ran home to Google meditations for connecting with spirit guides. And when I got home, I pulled up the first meditation I could find to connect with a spirit guide. And I had the most profound experience to this day. It still gives me chills thinking about it. In the meditation, I wasn't seeing anything, but I was hearing this profound, deep voice in my head of a spirit guide of mine introducing himself, telling me how much I was loved, telling me how safe I am, telling me how I'm on the right path and everything is working out for me exactly as it needed to. And I just had tears streaming down my face in that moment. Like, what is this? How is this possible? How is this happening? It felt so real. I felt all of it. It didn't feel like my mind was making it up. It didn't feel like I was crazy or hearing voices. It felt for real. And that moment was what pivoted me into spirituality. I started getting readings from people. I started reading my spiritual books again. I started studying everything I possibly could about spirituality. And I discovered that I have one of my first intuitive gifts that I discovered was my mediumship gifts. My mediumship gifts, my gift and ability to connect to the other side and to connect to loved ones on the other side. Now, My mediumship journey and my ability to connect with loved ones is a whole other story for another time, and I will be going deeply into that in a future podcast episode. But what's important for you to know is that mediumship and that connection to the spirit world really completely opened my eyes and my ability to connect to the other side, to have full-on conversations with spiritual beings. I worked with a mediumship mentor who had me do practice readings, and I was connecting with loved ones for the people I was practicing for, and it was pretty wild. And that is really where my, what I call my spiritual reawakening journey began. I don't call it a spiritual awakening because this has been a part of me my whole life. And I call it a reawakening because I'm returning to who I really am and revisiting and reviewing and rediscovering everything that has always been a part of me for as long as I can possibly remember. And so many of you know where the story takes us. From there, I developed and honed my mediumship gifts. I started offering mediumship readings for free and then eventually for a very low price point on my social media page. I started getting my first clients. I eventually started doing mediumship readings for a local therapy office here in Philadelphia. I started learning about other types of spiritual work, including shadow work, including inner child work, past life healing, past life regression. I did a ton of deep healing on myself with the help of mentors during the course of that year. And 2020 was a very accelerated timeline for me. It completely shifted who I am. In fact, I almost feel like there are two different versions of me. There's the version of me 
up until 2020 and the version of me since 2020. And that new version of me has just has a completely different sense of consciousness, a higher sense of consciousness, a more expanded form of consciousness. Not that the old version of me was bad in any way at all, but just that I see the world so differently now. I sense things so much more differently than I used to. My body is feels different. It's It has been a complete reawakening and a complete upgrade of all of my physical senses, my inner senses, my sense of being, and really just the depth and breadth of who I really am. And so all of that healing work, all of the study I was doing, all of the mentors I was working with, I really pushed myself to do it all. And by the end of 2020, I felt so confident in my gift and ability to be able to teach others about using their own psychic and intuitive gifts. And so I combined my studies, my experiments, everything I had learned about connecting with the spirit world into my first course about intuition that was called the Cosmic Kickstarter at the time. And that course is what completely expanded my business. That course was eventually what allowed me to quit my corporate job and to start working with my soul-based clients, clients who really are soulmates, soul friends from all over the world. So at the beginning of 2021, with this course, I knew that it was time to pivot my business to focus on spirituality. And so I really sat with it and felt into and sat with and decided on the name Emily the Mystic. Why? Because a mystic to me represents so many different aspects of spirituality. And mysticism to me is the study of one's own spiritual and intuitive practices. Mysticism is not following somebody else's practices. Mysticism is not subscribing to one school of thought, one school of belief, doing things in a certain way, using your gifts in a certain way, following some cookie-cutter spiritual process. No. Mysticism to me is finding and discovering your gifts from within and working with them in a way that is authentically you, that is wholly, completely you. And that's what I aim to do with my work, is to help you uncover your own gifts and discover, again, more of who you are and how you are here to shape the world and what you're here, who you're here to be. Mysticism is you. It is your unique practice. And so when I settled on Emily the Mystic, I really just felt so clear. I felt so aligned with that name, with that brand, what it represents. So I've pivoted my business fully into spirituality, launched more readings, started doing some one-on-one mentoring. I eventually, through that journey, found the Akashic Records. Again, another sacred journey for another time that we will talk about on a future podcast episode. And now I use the Akashic Records for my work, for the basis of my spiritual study, because the Akashic Records are truly the library of the soul and every soul, everything ever in existence. So I use them as sort of the basis of everything that I do to give me an expanded perspective on my work, on the world, on how I'm meant to show up, how I'm meant to lead, how I'm meant to speak to my audience, and how I can help my clients heal even more deeply from 
their own soul experiences as well. And that's what has led us to where I am today. Now, I love to see myself and refer to myself as being a student here in the study of life. Now that I know that I found my soul's calling and my purpose, at least for now, I get to lean back into it. I get to surrender to it. And I get to see where it takes me. And part of where it's taken me is here to this podcast, to talking to you now, (laughs) and to be able to share all of the wisdom that I have learned along the way, again, to hopefully help inspire you to live a life that is authentically you, just like I have done and still continue to do. And so it will be, we're on this journey together. It will be so beautiful for us to see where this podcast takes me as I share with you my process, my learnings, my adventures as a student of life and a master studier, master academic, I should say, of the soul and understanding the soul and the soul's journey. And so I hope that you find my insights fascinating and I hope they intrigue you. You're also going to be hearing from some of my wonderful friends, collaborators, sisters, brothers here in the spiritual industry to share their unique gifts with the world and what being a mystic means to them, what being a spiritual being, a multidimensional being means to them. So I can't wait to take you on that journey with me. Thank you so much for being here. It means the world to me that you took the time out of your day to listen to this podcast of all podcasts and to be on this journey with me. So thank you. As I always say to my clients and my loved ones in my life, I am sending you huge hugs for being here and so much love your way for your own divine journey. May this podcast inspire you to take your next aligned action step towards whatever your goals are, whatever your dreams are, whatever your vision is for yourself in your most authentic life. And with that, I declare that the portal is now closed. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. The portal is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. I invite you to join our community of mystics and spiritual seekers in my Emily the Mystic membership for more content, support, and fun just like this episode. You can check that out on my website, emilythemystic.com slash membership. Don't forget to send this podcast episode to a friend who needs to hear it, rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts, and follow along on my Instagram and YouTube at emilythemystic. Don't worry, the portal will open again soon. See you then.